Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring four left feet performing a tango of trivia, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today, well, we're back. Well, we were kind of back last week, but that was kind of like what we did during our summer vacation episode. Yeah, yeah. So we've been on hiatus. We took a little summer vacation, traveled, did all kinds of stuff. I went up to the Northeast. Mikey went out to San Diego. Was yeah. that San Diego? We went to each coast. Which we know means a whale. Now, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Stay and, classy, San Diego. <laughs> And while while we're on hiatus, we had the opportunity to uh, interview Nalini's, you know, Parasofi. Come on, man. If you haven't listened to that, why haven't you? You're listening to them out of order. Go back and listen to that. Go listen to it. She's an actual Jedi. It's amazing. It was amazing. So now we're back to our regularly scheduled programming. And what have we missed? We've missed a lot of nerd news. So we're doing nerd alerts. My favorite. Mikey's favorite and my favorite, because Mikey does most of the work, the heavy lifting. Wait, are we not going to read our reports? Because I wrote How I Spent My Summer. I wrote five pages, double space. How <laughs> I Spent My Summer Vacation by Butch Johnson. If you guys know that reference, <laughs> I hope some of you do, because if you do, you're my age. But we do have a whole bunch of nerd alerts, uh, especially since it seems like there were kind of the summer doldrums. Movies aren't really back yet. TV shows yeah. are ending. But we're getting into the stuff. Stuff's coming back out. We're getting a whole lot of cool trailers, such as my favorite one for the moment, Spider-Man No oh, Way Home. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. More Spider-Man. Oh, well, more Spider-Man's great. And I have gone on record as saying that Tom Holland Spider-Man is my favorite of the Spider-Men. Yep. The recent memory. And then they just, man, Multiverse of Madness, yes. I mean, Loki gave us a little taste of multiverse. Yep. Kind of the intro to the multiverse, but... This is crazy. There's Inception stuff going on in that trailer. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, man. I love the trailer because I somehow just blanked on the fact that like everybody knows he's Spider-Man, and that's how it ended, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And now there's the repercussions of it. And I was like, why is it called No Way Home? And it's like, oh, he can't really go back home again because his home's no longer a you know, safe, secret yeah, identity yeah, place. Yeah. So that's where we're picking up for the movie, and he needs Doctor Strange help. And he's like, Doctor Strange... <laughs> You don't have to call me doctor. You don't. <laughs> yeah. You can call me. He's like, all right, Steven. He's like, that feels weird, but I'll. Uh, oh, that's so good. But that's the whole crux of this movie is he gets Doctor Strange to make people forget Spider-Man. Well, tries to, it seems. But then he messes. He's messing the spell up yeah. by like asking him questions. Which see, like both messing the spell up and being so casual to help Peter Parker. That seems like not very Doctor Strangey. I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. The internet theory is that maybe it's a multiverse strange. Uh, it's a variant. A variant strange, because now variants are a thing. Are we dealing with the actual Doctor Strange in that trailer? Oh, man. It could even be someone like that guy who's in Loki who messes with things. He who remains. Yeah, man. You're right. Now, I didn't even think about that. That's That's good, because, yeah, because there are like the we found with Loki, there's the variants who know what's going on with the multiverse and like to kind of mess with it. That's it. And almost do like a, uh, man, I just thought of this right now, but that's what Nerd Alerts is all about. (laughs) 
I wonder if the you could kind of do like a uh, like a Highlander thing. I mean, do you get anything from killing your variants? Not that we've seen so far. Yeah. Not that's really been hinted but you at. Could, you could mix that into the universe if you wanted to. The thing they have said, like the he who remains, is like there are multiple versions of me, but some are way worse. Yeah. So, like, what are those way worse variants? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Wow. Oh, but I'm glad they're going full hog on multiverse because, like, like you were saying, well, one we got Wanda's hex and messing with the dark mm-hmm. hole. Yeah, the dark hole, the TVA crumbling, and mm-hmm. then Doctor Strange's spell now in this trailer, like. The multiverse is getting all kind of janky, so seems yeah. like they're going to spend a whole arc fixing it. Yeah, and wow, that opens up whole things for because if the multiverse of madness is like the correct timeline, I don't know what to call them anymore, but the correct timeline, Doctor Strange showing up and being like, "Hey, what'd you do? Yeah, you don't go and try and erase people's memories about things, <laughs> dummy." Exactly. Oh man, yeah, but it looks so good, and then. We had all of the rumors of the other Spider-Man from the other properties showing up. Yep. We don't have evidence of that, but we got huge evidence of the villains from those properties showing up. So that means there's no reason that the Spider-Man can't show up because if Sony already agreed to have that version of Doc Ock, yes. we know is there. Exactly. And then we hear the voice of the Green Goblin. And we see a pumpkin bomb. And we see a pumpkin bomb. And the voice definitely seems to be Willem Dafoe's voice. Yep. And then that those are both Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Right. And then uh, there's a whole bunch of electricity explosions yes. in the trailer. Yeah. And that's Electro from Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then apparently there's some sand in the background. In the, that yeah, that's why, yeah. <laughs> somebody's hitting it. But that's the Sinister Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the ultimate group to go against Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But you need more than one Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I, they're do, I'm telling you, Marvel's got. Think about it, Disney, Marvel. They have all the money, and I don't care. All the money. I don't. Yeah, and I don't care how grumpy Sony is or any of that stuff. They've seen how much how popular this version of Spider-Man is, mm-hmm. and they originally were gonna not do it. But then there's that funny story where Tom Holland, half loaded in a pub, calls up the head of Sony or whatever. Oh yeah, and is like, hey man. Be real cool if we could just bring all the Spider-Mans together. Yeah. You know, uh, it just it, it seems like money talks here at this point. So, Definitely, and it seems like executives have gotten to the point. As much as they screw stuff up, and we can we complain about that plenty. Yeah, it seems like they've kind of gotten to the point where that ego of like this is my property, this is my studio, has given away to like how much money can we make on this now? Yeah, they're getting money out of it, but at least they're sharing their toys. Yeah. It's always more fun when people share their toys. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But a point of contention. So if there are going to be multiple Spider-Mans in here, Mm -hmm. is it Spider-Mans? Is it (laughs) Spider-Man? Is it (laughs) Spider-Mans? Spider-Man? What's the plural? Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Not multiple Spider-Mans? Spider-Man, like the the nice Jewish couple from down the street. I'm going to go see the new Spider-Man on a Tuesday. (laughs) Oh, but I hope we get multiple Spider-Mans because the way that Doc Ock says, hello, Peter, makes me think he's talking to Tobey Maguire because he knows that Spider-Man in mm. that universe. Mm. But they, you know, clever editing on the trailer. It's like, oh, he's talking to Tom Holland. I'm like, no. Oh, yeah, you probably, you might be right. He's talking to Tobey we'll Maguire. We'll let's see when, we'll let's see. pin that and see if it pays off. Uh, one more trailer and Marvel news is that the other trailer that was a big hit in the last couple of weeks was Marvel's Eternals. Oh, yeah, and they're finally explaining, like, all the questions. 
initially I was like, mm, what is this Eternals? I'm not sure if I'm with the other teasers. Yes. But then this one came out and they started being like, okay, nerds. We know that you guys were wondering where was he during Thanos? Why they like literally just explain those parts. They it's like they looked at Reddit and were like, okay, let's just answer those things in the trailer so people will go see this movie. They even have a character ask it directly. Yeah, that's like, what I'm why saying. Didn't you guys do anything about Thanos? It's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> here's the answer. Here's how we uh, defend it. Yeah, this is what we're doing. So I just I don't know. I, we seem like such Marvel fanboys, and we are because they do stuff correctly. Yep. They think about things, mm-hmm. which is kind of has always been the problem with these nerd properties in the past is that they don't think about things. They don't think about what's in the nerd brain, what the nerds are going to think and say and do. Yeah, they underestimate their audience a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and Marvel seems to think about things, and they, they're, oh, well, they're going to wonder about this. They're going to ask this, so... Let's do that. And it's kind of funny because my main reaction to that trailer is the Eternals are so powerful. And it was kind of getting to a point where I was like, ah, man, is this kind of DC like where they're so powerful? They have the thing shoot from the guy's eyes. And then they put that tag on the end where he breaks the table and he's like fall collection from Ikea or whatever. (laughs) And I went, oh, no, I'm, I'm back on board. That little thing, maybe because they're like, super powerful he could shoot lightning from his eyes or whatever you know and, and this is crazy and we're fighting everything and then, and then it's just here's some of your marvel comedy stuff the stuff that's missing from the other things yeah i got the i got the same joy from the beat right when they say that all the eternals come back together and they land it's like these are the most powerful beings in the universe and it's just kumail going hi <laughs> <laughs> awesome they at least they know the tone yeah but that's the thing that's exciting to me about this is I don't know what the tone should be. I'm not familiar with the Eternals at all. Man, nor am I. So this is like a Guardians of the Galaxy for me. I get to go in kind of knowing the world I'm playing in, but ready for a new story. So super yeah. excited. I mean, for it seems like they're basically supposed to be like the gods of old. And then for some reason, they gave up their powers and went away. And now they have to get their powers back. Yeah, I think, but like Superman did that kind of storyline where he's like, yeah. you know, I can't be the savior and he gave up his powers to go retreat. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I like that kind of uh, that kind of narrative. This is kind of random, but you were talking about like studios making the decision. Did you ever see that old movie, Thank You for Smoking? Thank You for Smoking. With Harvey Sounds Dent, Two-Face. Really familiar. And Rob Lowe's in it. Anyway, he's talking about being a Hollywood executive. He's like, so they're having a cigarette in space. He's like, wait, you can smoke in space? He's like, ah, we'll put a line in there. It's like, thank God we invented that smoking in space technology. Anyways, they're smoking <laughs> in space. And he continues the story. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I always think of that anytime they're talking about like Hollywood just, we'll explain it. Yeah. yeah the audience will get it. <laughs> uh, but last in trailer news, there was also a trailer for Witcher 2. Witcher is coming back. Oh, yes. And I mainly just bring that up because it's coming back in December, which is soon. <laughs> I yes. need more Mandalorian. I need more Witcher. I need more Stranger Things. All the good mm. stuff is on the horizon, and yes. I think Witcher is one of the first ones. Yes. So excited. More Henry Cavill swinging swords. We yes. get more development between his relationship with Siri, and then go watch the trailer. It's two minutes, but spoiler. The most Jennifer. handsome nerd ever. The <laughs> he, mo- he is. He breaks the internet. He is. He's the most handsome nerd ever. He's on the tippy top of the pyramid right now. <laughs> He wears the same hat I do when he does his Instagram live stories. And I'm like, oh, man, he makes it look so much cooler than I do. <laughs> he makes anything look cool. That's true. Building a computer. Yeah. That's so funny that that got so many likes. Well, yeah, you know, because he's not just a, he's not just a pretty because Britain's different. <laughs> you can be pretty and smart and talented all in the same place. 
Yes. It's weird. <laughs> when you're good looking in America, you look in the mirror at some point and you're like, nah, I don't have to worry about school anymore. There you go. <laughs> I got this going for me, yeah. which is good. But other exciting news, more in the nerd alerts categories. Uh, this time we're switching to animated. Ooh. So Netflix just announced it's mm-hmm. now going into production is Magic the Gathering, an animated series featuring Brandon Routh. Oh, animated. That's good. Fantasy works better animated. <laughs> I mean, I know Lord of the Rings. What are you talking about? But generally. Yeah. You can do more fun stuff animated. Especially when it comes to fantasy. Yeah. You need magic and spells. Uh, the reason I put this in my nerd alerts is because I read this headline and I was like, you can make a, a series about that? I didn't even realize that Magic the Gathering had like a narrative. Well, I mean, there's all kind. Of, well, I don't even know if it has a narrative. Uh, there's, I know there's like all kinds of different characters that fight each other on the cards and stuff. So. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe there is. I never really played it. It's kind of a nerd blind spot for me. I got you. Collectible card games. Yep. Because I came up playing Dungeons and Dragons and you buy the Dungeons and Dragons box. Yep. And then you got everything you need to okay. pretty much play forever. Yep. And then the only thing I remember that we would buy with any regularity because the internet didn't really exist and so you couldn't print out character sheets you'd like buy those little packs of character sheets yeah yeah the yeah. blank ones yeah, i got you and then sometimes and we wouldn't even do modules and stuff because it's more fun to make your own so we wouldn't buy any of that so that's pretty much all you'd buy and then dice you just keep buying dice because yeah sometimes they go cold on you yes you <laughs> get some new dice right sometimes they betray you and yes. you must sacrifice them for yes. new dice yes so the collectible card games is like you have to keep buying the packs yep. to be competitive and I don't know. I'm just too I'm just cheap, I guess. <laughs> you know, just and then when you get into tournament stuff and it gets real competitive and I don't know, I never really got into it. And then I remember it was really big when I was in college and there were some guys who were so into it they weren't paying attention to their girlfriends and that made no sense to me because girls right yeah that's a nerd too far <laughs> you're at 11 let's go get you back yeah. at like an eight. <laughs> right right so i don't know i i, I kind of saw it as like oh this could be a dangerous road i will stay away from this so i never really got into it but i know that there's like cards that have a certain kind of character on it so yeah I guess, but looking into it there are they have apparently the story is going to be about what are called planeswalkers which in this world is like magic the gathering superheroes like mm. they're the the head figure, the figureheads that are better than everybody else, and they sort of are causing all the conflict and resolution in the world. So we get to see like a super group team, maybe, or mm. one side versus the other. Yeah, it might be good for us to see something that we're not like into. Exactly. Because we won't be like, oh, this is ruining the thing we don't know about. And I like being on on that side of the coin sometimes, like, because yeah. it's low expectations. Yeah. And if it's good, it's good. And it, if there's yeah. more to go into, like, <laughs> I might love the series and be like, oh, I'll pick up Magic the Gathering again. I do find it silly, though, that they always they always have to brand stuff or do stuff with a property. It's It's never like, let's just make some cool fantasy thing from out of whole cloth that always has to be tied to something or people won't buy it yeah that conversation's in the zeitgeist and i agree 100 percent. why not just be risky on like we're doing an animated fantasy series that's about space wizards you know exactly i just man i'm telling you i'm glad that's in the zeitgeist because one thing that that i just saw this is tangent because this is nerd alerts but it has really nothing to do with nerdiness but has to do with this aspect of things is that 
I saw that they're like, we're doing the Wonder Years again, but it's in the 80s. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, that's not the Wonder Years. Why can't you just do a show, about a coming of age show about a kid in the 80s and call it whatever? Yeah. But they're like, no, we have to put the Wonder Years on it because why? It's the proverbial Hollywood. We have to have an in with our audience before they yeah. even see anything. See, it's, it's so ridiculous to me because yeah. it's just like, let the Wonder Years be the Wonder Years. And if you want to do a new show, a coming of age show set in the 80s, just do it. I mean... Yeah, but if they say it's the Wonder Years, that's an automatic hook into like yeah. a certain target demographics I, brain to be like, oh, it's the Wonder Years. I'll check it out. I guess. So. <laughs> Which is bad form. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I think it's silly. Anyway. Speaking of bringing something back, there is another reboot happening, mm. but not necessarily a direct reboot. Mm. But what I'm talking about is on Netflix again, but this time it's live action. They're taking the animated series Cowboy Bebop Uh-oh. and making it with real human beings. Uh, has that ever worked? Anime to real people. Has it ever worked? Uh, video games, never. Uh, would they do human? Was that animated to live action? Yeah. That's still terrible. Yeah. Like I'm not, <laughs> I I'm, know. I'm not saying that as an example. <laughs> I was going to be like, you thought that was good? I, I enjoyed it, uh, but I know it, objectively it's not good. Yeah, animated to live action. I can't pull any examples. I'm, I'm talking about anime. I don't know if anime to live action. There was that terrible Dragon Ball Z movie and Avatar The Last oh, Airbender right. movie. I know. I think it's a sign for disaster. No, I know. There's certain things I, they don't go. We've talked about this too. We They still haven't done a video game one either. And don't say The Witcher, people, because that was a book. <laughs> it was a book. Uh, good video game movie. No. Resident Evil, that, that's for funs and mm. gits and shiggles. But. Yeah. See? It's really... I'm, let us know. Assuming positions at gmail.com. Yes. Or hit us up on the socials. Let us know if you know of an animated thing, or anime specifically, yep. that was live action good, or a video game that was live action good, because I don't think they happen. I got you. Uh, well, speaking just for me, though, I am a huge fan of the anime Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. How can you not be? That thing's classic. Soundtrack alone is, yes. is worth your money. Yes. Uh, but then it's it's like it's just kind of like Firefly for people that aren't familiar with it. But it's a group of bounty hunters going through space and causing calamity and conflict. The thing I like about the Netflix announcement is they attach some production images with it, which are always, you know, take with a grain of salt because they're on purpose. Like, this is what we're going for. But if that's what they're going for, I'm fully on board because it hits the retro kind of Western style that's in the anime, but with real people. Mm. And it seems like they're doing the smart Marvel thing where it's superhero type people or super cool like anime people. But in the real world, so there's not like wacky hair and like crazy offshoots from clothes. Mm. They still have their style, but it's like real world r realized, you know? Yeah. Like Marvel does. I think, well, yeah. And if you're going to get away with something like that, a Cowboy Bebop is less giant hair, giant weapon anime. Yeah. It's more of the closer to realistic anime. There you go. But I don't know, man. The thing is so legendary to me and so loved by me and many others it's a, it's one of those things where it's like what's what we just talked about just make a cool space bounty hunter show i get it <laughs> yeah, i mean cowboy bebop is out there in both manga and anime form yes. it exists just make something new <laughs> dang it make something new but then people are like this is too close to cowboy bebop they yeah. should have found no no another thing of confidence for cowboy bebop is that the lead actor is john cho which Oh, okay, well. I immediately knew from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> but he's also Sulu in the the yeah, JJ yeah, 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 yeah. Star Trek re Well, redoing. you know, that the that character needs to kind of have a little bit of that that sarcasm. 
yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. which comes from someone who can do comic acting. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, well I'll give it a shot and see. <laughs> maybe they can break the curse. Hey, maybe. But like I said, first images are up. It's coming to Netflix. No real announcement on it yet, but go look at the pictures because they're cool. And then finally, speaking of books to TV, here's a book to TV for you. This time we're going to Apple TV, but Apple TV is making Foundation based off the Isaac Asimov classic sci-fi books. Oh. Did you ever read uh, Asimov? Well, maybe. <laughs> Not for a long time. What else has that guy written? Uh, he's iRobot. He's the, oh, okay. yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. guy that's responsible essentially for the three laws of robotics. Right, 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 right. Okay, yes. iRobot, yes. How can I not remember that? Because Will Smith blocked it from your memory. Probably, but I mean, that's, I mean, it's because I'm getting old. This was like high school reading stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I brought it up because, and you kind of hit on this point earlier, talking about how like fantasy had a resurgence renaissance. Mm hmm. It seems like we're getting a, at least a classic sci-fi renaissance, if not hard sci-fi, because Dune, that's going to mm-hmm. be awesome. Yeah, Foundation falls in that same sort of tone, and we're getting that. And then one more a sneak peek for later, but Dark City is also sort of hard sci-fi, mm-hmm. and I have a nerd alert about that. But mm. I'm, I'm ready for a sci-fi resurgence if they give it the same love and care that Lord of the Rings gave fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, Witcher. Mm-hmm. If we're getting more sci-fi stuff like that, ooh, sign me up. I wonder if it's the Mandalorians doing. Ah, oh, that may be it. I think it might be. Because it's it, way more sci-fi than fantasy. And and so huge, dude. Have you real? Have you noticed just how everywhere? I mean, I see Mandalorian stuff everywhere on people walking around. That's it. Yeah. And Grogu is now like a household name. Yeah. Even for non-Star Wars people, yeah. that I mean, it's Baby Yoda to them, but yeah. everybody knows. Oh, it's a little green guy. Yeah. It's omnipresent. Yeah. Oh, I want more. Uh, this I had. This is a random little tidbit. Uh, did you hear the news? Nerd alert! That uh, there's a YouTuber on the internet named Shamook. Yes, and he's been posting videos where he sort of does the deep fake face replacing, de aging stuff that uh, Lucasfilm has been doing, mm-hmm. but way better. Mm-hmm. And they hired him. Yes, that's oh, I love it. Yeah, he fixed he fixed the Luke that I complained about so much. He fixed the Luke, a, Le- a couple Leia scenes, Tarkin. Yes. Dude, I don't understand. Disney owns Marvel, right? Yes. This is true, right? Yes. Okay, that Marvel stuff is terrific. Like, and Guardians of the Galaxy, yep. Ant-Man. They did and, the one they did with Robert Downey where he was younger. Yes. Yep. None of those ever bumped me at all. I mean, especially in Ant-Man, Michael Douglas. I mean, Michael Douglas, no offense. I love the great actor. I love the guy, but he looks old. <laughs> yeah. And even back then, Ant-Man was a little bit a while ago, but still, even back then, yes. he looked old. And I it didn't. I was just sitting there going like, how the hell would they do that? Yeah, it wasn't. Didn't really take you out of it too much. No, not at all. It took me out zero. There you go. As compared to like Rogue One with the Princess Leia, that one I was like, what the heck is going on? They did a good job for to, for me with Tarkin. That one didn't bother. I didn't notice the stuff that people were complaining about with that one. Yeah. But anyway, it wasn't. That was creating a person who was dead. That wasn't de-aging. True. But I don't understand that Luke showed up, and I'm like, this looks like junk. (laughs) And apparently that guy thought it looked like junk, too, because he went and fixed it on his YouTube channel. But does his YouTube channel have, like, I fixed the Marvel things? I don't think so. I'd have to do a deep dive. I don't know. I think they're fine. Okay. But I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if he does have something like that, because what was interesting to me after digging into it a little bit more it's all the headlines presented it as like some amateur YouTuber 
has a computer and made things better than Disney. It's kind of true, but Shamook uh, is actually like he's writing papers on the changes he's making to the technology to like document it and make sure that like it progresses the protocol on how to do this stuff. So I, I have to tip my hat to Lucasfilm and Disney for just hiring somebody that's smart just to plant, you know, help them out do this in the future. Cause right, right. It keeps it future proof a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm sure, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff looks fine now. But you'll be able to notice it in ten years, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, like with we've talked on the pod before about when you go back and look at Lord of the Rings and you look at Schmeigel running around there. Some of the scenes, you're like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah, I thought this was awesome." <laughs> oh, my childlike eyes—they've yeah. they've wisened too much. It's so weird, man. It's so weird how that happens. And it's weird that you can kind of like for older stuff, you can pick the decade, be like, this, this yeah. looks like this was made in the 70s because it's like beige. Yeah. <laughs> or this looks like it was made in the 90s because it has that VHS yeah. line yeah. in it. That's why practical always holds up so much better. That's it. Because it's a thing. Yeah. So maybe for the practical, they can go through go through with the rumors and have Sebastian Stan be uh, Luke. Oh, man. And then do the deep fake on top of that and just uh, two birds, one stone. I just, I wish they'd had just done that the whole time but i know they wanted they wanted to uh give mark hamill a, a lap yep like a victory lap he's in some sneak peek behind the scenes stills from the next season of mandalorian so they're keeping him around so well, why not man he's such he's been such a great ambassador for star wars for so long yep he's just on board like yeah i'm luke not you know people get grumpy yeah, especially well, we know who gets grumpy. <laughs> and Mark, yeah, Mark Hamill definitely does not seem like that. <laughs> I don't know whether to go off grumpy. No, I'm going off. We're talking about CGI. One of the other announcements with bad CGI and a little extra dash of weird. They're bringing back Dark City, like I hinted at earlier. Oh, as a movie? As a series? Oh, so see? movie to TV show. Why doesn't that bother me more? Like when they remake a movie, yes, that was good already. I'm always like, huh, eh. yep. But when they were like, "What are we going to TV show out of this movie?" I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense." Um, I think it depends on what they're trying to stretch out. Because like mm. when you stretch out stuff like The Hobbit, which is more book to movie, obviously, but you, you know you get weird results. Agents of Shield, when you're trying to you know go into the minutia of the Avengers workforce. That that's a little too far for me. Yeah, and the Agents of Shield thing, they kind of they like quickly went like, oh wait, this girl has superpowers now. Yep, because it was like, huh, it was but, like Gotham, right? Yeah, but for Dark City, I think what's working in his favor is there's no real figurehead to it. Mm -hmm. There's the bad guys, and then it's the Dark City. Like the city is the main character. Mm -hmm. So if you're gonna do a series on that, you can jump around that city. You don't mm -hmm. have to do like we don't. You don't have, uh, as much as I love them to bring back Rufus Sewell. Oh, shout out to you, you crazy looking <laughs> bad guy. I'd love to have him back, but there's no reason for him to come back. The movie is its own story, and they can just be like, here's what else happens in the tales of the Dark City. Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, I haven't seen Dark City the movie in a minute, though. Mm, maybe we need to reassume that in the future. Ooh, my ears are perked. Keep that in mind. Somebody write that down. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> and then another reboot that's coming from... I guess movies to TV, but it started off as TV originally, went to movies and came back. But uh, we're getting Tim Burton doing Wednesday on Netflix. Wednesday as in Wednesday Adams and the oh, Adams family. What? Like, is she going off to college? What's going on? That's kind of what it sounds oh, really? like. It, it looks like they're taking the Sabrina, the teenage witch, or, oh, or the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. 
-hmm. They're doing that sort of spin on it. Wednesday mm -hmm. has to like fit into was it the Munsters were in California? Was the Adam family in California? I don't even really know if they kind of I think they had their own place somewhere anyway. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't when I think Adam's family, I don't think of like locale. True. They just have that creepy house yeah. in suburbia. Yeah. But that's what the, the narrative is going to focus on. Focus on Wednesday and the cast of characters around her. Mm. I would roll my eyes if you didn't say Tim Burton at the front. That's doubly exciting because it's like a perfect melding of property and style. I mean, come on. If you're looking for a goth, which Wednesday, she's like the goth queen, I guess. One of the prototypes absolutely i mean back in the 90s when i was in art school yep and the, the goth girls they either were going for winona Ryder's character from beetlejuice yep or wednesday adams that's it that's it that's and then christina ricci played so, her in the movies and yeah. it was like oh that's a goth person playing a yeah. goth character yeah so <laughs> but the reason this is in the headlines one it's tim burton one it's adam's family but the cast of characters that are going to be around her hmm. around wednesday Catherine Zeta-Jones is going to be Morticia. Oh. And Luis Guzman is going to be Gomez. Oh. What do you think about that? Catherine Zeta-Jones of Mask of Zorro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luis Guzman of all things Guzman. Yeah. Okay. No. Sounds good to me. <laughs> that sounds... Did they have, have they cast Wednesday? Is it an unknown or is it someone we know? Um, it's She's just coming up. It's Jenna Ortega is the actress's name. Mm. She was on Netflix series called You... No, and then know. she's been in a bunch of teen shows, so yeah. we, we wouldn't know her, but okay. she has a name on streaming services hmm. sort okay. of coming up. This is exciting. I'm excited. Tim Burton. I love Tim Burton stuff, so we'll see. A hot take question for you. Pop yeah. quiz. So mm -hmm. the original Morticia was played by Carolyn Jones. Okay. The movie, the original movie version was played by Angelica Houston. Right. And now we have Catherine Zeta-Jones. Okay. Who do you pick out of the three as your Morticia? So you're talking the original TV one. Yep. And then the movie one. Yep. And now Catherine Zeta-Jones. Well, I have to see what Catherine Zeta-Jones does with it. I've always liked her, even since since Zorro. Was that the first time we ever really saw her? Was the Zorro movie? And Entrapment with Sean Connery? I think the first time I ever saw her was in the Zorro movie. There you go. She got um, famous for dodging the lasers in that heist on yeah. Entrapment. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was Zorro for, for me. There you go. So no, I really like that Angelica Houston version, though. That movie is was was pretty good. Oh, better than it had any right to be. Yeah, it did. Raul Julia, R.I.P., yeah, right. but that was he was perfect as Gomez. The original Gomez, wasn't that um Sean Astin's dad? I think dad or uncle? I think dad. I think I mean, you're right. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angelica Houston. I'm I'm on the same team as yeah, you. That's the Adams so. family I have in my brain when I think of Adams family. Mm, for sure. The sequel, they even made a good sequel. They did. Uh, Adams family values. values yeah. With uh, Christopher Lloyd as uh was it Christopher Lloyd? The bald guy. Uncle Fester. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he played a great Uncle Fester. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen those in a minute either. Anyway. So yeah. Tim Burton doing Wednesday more Adams Family. That's exciting. Yes. Very exciting. And then to round out our nerd alerts with a little bit of silliness, a little bit of games, specifically video games, uh, I audibly gasped when I saw this headline. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> I might have squeed, but don't hold me to that. <laughs> but they announced a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles side-scrolling arcade game. Oh. It's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. No. But it looks like a fresh update of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time, the old arcade cabinet that we would play at free play. The four-player yeah. side-scroller. four-player side-scroller. Best arcade game, best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. They're bringing it back into the modern world. Oh, my gosh. 
what platforms is coming on? They're giving it to everybody. Oh, PC, yes. Switch, Xbox, PlayStation. Yes. You have a video game console, they have a video game for you. And it's going to be a four-player side-scroller? Four-player oh. local co-op. I'm pretty sure online co-op as well. Oh. The main thing about it, though, is that you should really just search the images. Us talking about it here is cool, but you really need to see it because they kept the pixelized style of it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but hired, I guess, current-day awesome pixel artist because it's not... It is pixel art, but it's almost modern-day graphics, mm, you know? Is it like that? Have you seen Streets of Rage? Same company is making it. <sighs> the pers- the people that made the last Streets of Rage 4, Street Street 4 are making the new Turtles game. Oh, I'm very excited now. That's so fun. Because me and my twin teenage boys, one of our fun things to do is to go couch co-op on Streets of Rage 4. There you go. With the Game Pass on Xbox. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. And it's it's a lot of fun because... Dad can hold his own. Oh, yeah. A lot of these, uh, I mean, as much as I love video games and play video games. I got you. Some of the things like the overwatches and the stuff that they're super into, Mm -hmm. I can do okay, but I don't have the little Twitch control. Teenage Twitch control that I used to have. But Streets of Rage, all the buttons make sense to me. (laughs) And I can sit there and literally like we'll make it to the boss and they'll have one or no lives left and I'll still have two. (laughs) It's that muscle memory. That, yeah. That, yeah. So the, season pro. The, so the fact that they're doing it, it's basically a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles version of that. I would imagine, yeah. Because <sighs> it's the it's same mechanics. Uh, they did say they're going to add, it's not going to be the same mechanics as the old arcade games. They're new moves, new power-ups. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you watch the gameplay video like I did, <laughs> because I'm so excited. <laughs> All the turtles have like different run styles. Like they're all animated different to reflect oh, the turtles' yes. attitudes instead of the old arcade game where it's just like we have this turtle sprite yeah. and he's gonna do this. Yeah. Now put different color masks on them. Nope. Each turtle now is its own unique turtle. Yeah. And you can play as April O'Neil as one of your oh. co-op characters. So was, making it modern in that way too. Was it Michelangelo who's the party guy? Michelangelo is a total party dude. Okay. <laughs> do you know off your head the weapons of each one? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Leonardo has katanas. Donatello has a bow staff. Raphael has two sides. And Michelangelo has nunchucks with an M. <laughs> that's, that's young me. He has nunchucks. <laughs> nunchucks, you dumb kid. <laughs> What's your, which was your preferred turtle on the game? I, uh, Donatello. I know. I'm a, I, Michelangelo's the easy one because he eats pizza and he's the party dude. He says cowabunga, so obviously... But I'm already a Mikey, so I had to go with, mm. with Donatello. I like the bow staff. I like the nerdy gadget dude. Yeah. I always was like, I switched because I was more about the weapon they carried than the turtle they were. There you go. So you go Michelangelo sometimes just because nunchucks are like, for some reason, everybody loves nunchucks. I don't know why they, I guess because we saw what Bruce Lee could do with those things. Yeah. So uh, you put, you're pushing a hot button for me. I'm just going to say this and whatever happens, happens. Nunchucks look cool, but they seem like the dumbest weapon ever. They're not real. Uh-huh. They're made up for like, like performances. Yeah. They're like made up <sighs> for the movies, I think. Okay. That because, makes way I more mean, sense. I mean, you, have you ever tried to use those things? You end up hurting yourself. I, I keep racking myself in <laughs> sensitive areas every time <laughs> I use nunchucks. <laughs> They're nunchucks. Um, but that's it. Uh, <laughs> But out of the other weapons, though, yes, a sigh has always been an intriguing thing to me. Like it's it's like a dagger, yes, but it's got like extra pokey things on it, and you can hold it different ways, and you can use it like to catch stuff, yeah, as well as like to go on the offensive, yeah. So what was that is that Raphael? Yep, yeah. So 
Raphael sometimes I would go to him. And he gets he gets bonus points for being the cool, like aloof, like don't bother me, I've got problems. Mm-hmm. Turtle. Are there color are the colors of them? Are those like locked and established since forever? Uh, they weren't colored in the like original black and white yeah, comics. Yeah. But ever since they've been animated and colored, yeah, those colors have been locked in. Okay. Red, blue, orange, and purple. Yep. <laughs> Heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. <laughs> Calvunga, dude. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, I'm inviting you over. I'm going to invite the yes. whole game group over, and we're going to get four-player Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles going. 100%. Yes, we're totally doing that. We're totally going to play that. <laughs> if anyone listening knows us, you're invited, too. Yeah, yeah. Bring pizza. It's on It's on. Oh, brand. Yeah, you have to bring pizza. That's totally needed. Yes. So <laughs> those are our nerd alerts. We're closing the nerd alert feed right now. Yes. And uh, <laughs> so if you guys want to come over and play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with us while getting the controller all greasy with pizza. Yes. Juices. Ew. <laughs> this is pizza grease. <laughs> Let us know. You can hit us up on all our social medias at Assuming Pod, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We're on Instagram most times because it has pictures and more visual. Uh, you can also send us a letter at assumingpositions at gmail.com. And every week I say, Mikey, what would you like them to send it to us in what format? In the past, we've had things like Civil War, like my dearest yep. Kevin and Mikey. We've had lots of other things, but this week, what are we going with? Uh, every time I hear the Nerd Alerts theme, I want it to be Telegram with the, because it, you know, it's that noise. But we'll, we'll, we'll go one step left and we'll say the old ticker tape, like the stock market oh. ticker tape. Send us Morse code on one of those. Yeah, I'll, I'll decode it and I'll figure out the message and we'll go from there. I think they can just type message. I was watching a the, the tangent real quick before I, we've totally signed off. I was watching a cool show where the, they, it was old timey and they had one of those in the room. Nice. One of those dome things. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't doing stock market stuff. It was showing the blow by blow of a fight. Oh. Like a boxing match. Oh, wow. Like the, who was that boxer back in the old days, the that they always put a great way hope against, and he kept beating them all the time. Jack Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a Jack Johnson fight. And they're literally, the guy's literally sitting there, and the strip's coming out, and he's like going, right hook to the, the Johnson's got him on the ropes. It was like, yes. Crowd noises, audible gasps. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> send your nerd alert that way. We have a domed ticker machine right here in the middle of the Zudio. Yeah, send, it's here right now. Go ahead and hit send. It'll come through. Yes, I'm sure Gmail has that option. Assumingpositions at gmail.com. <laughs> we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Our numbers have been great. Please do talk to us. We have a lot of people listening, but you guys don't talk to us. So start talking to us. Get on those socials and get on the Gmail. Yes. And say nice things to us. Mm-hmm. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for announcing Not Scott Production for Equipment, Jazzar for Music, and we will see you guys next week with something new and fresh and fun. Now that the nerds have been alerted. Dilly, 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 dilly.